tell you right now that I'm trying. Okay, you the know, word I try. You earlier today, you Whew. said when they go low, I go high. I said, no, girl, when they go low, we dig a ditch, bitch. Let's go. We dig a ditch. What? Becoming She, a space for us, by us. Where we discuss our journey to finding peace of mind. Now let's get into it. We back, y'all. We back. We back. We back, back, back. How's it going? I love that we back weekly now, guys. I'm so excited. It gives me the feels. <laughs> right, right. How's it going, good sis? Girl, you know, things are great. Things are mm. great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I put in my two weeks yesterday to my current location. Even better. I'm- working at you know it's time to wash my hands of the situation gotta go right Um, you gotta go yeah 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 i gotta go have money to be made other things to do you know it was great for the Mm -hmm. time that it was but you know when things run their course you then have to decide for yourself Mm -hmm. what comes next what is after this you know what i mean so yeah, don't linger. But yeah, don't hold things, on to something that's not really worth holding on to. Don't hold Jobs, on to anything men. or anybody. <laughs> any of because that friends, any of none that. None of that stuff. shit. Fuck all of that yeah. shit. And you know, I feel like mm-hmm. cuz I could speak from personal experience here, when you quit a job, it's like this weight is just lifted off to your off of your shoulders. Mm. And I don't know yeah. if that's because you just, you know, you honestly no longer care about any of it you you're just done because you're fed up right on. right but at the same time it's kind of like this like feeling of um a release it's like i release this negative energy that i'm you know that i yeah. that i wait on that i put on myself with this job mm-hmm. i release mm-hmm. these people that i don't no longer have to like work with even mm-hmm. if you, i mean whoever mm-hmm. you like that you work with you can still continue to talk to them right, afterwards but right. let's be real people leave jobs because of other people not because of the job yeah so the jobs are never that hard it's the people that make it harder than they need to be i mean yes sometimes the jobs can definitely be hard i get that but i just think the people sometimes make it harder than it needs to be and that's why Mm -hmm. people leave jobs yeah and honestly you're you're absolutely right it's funny because initially i was like oh god oh god like why did i like am i making the right decision or whatever right so i did it remember we were on the phone i was like okay instant and um I, I was like, I posted on Twitter, like, just want to let you guys know, I put my two weeks in, it's official, like, mm-hmm. and um, I was like, currently have, like, four job offers, I accepted two, I kind of don't want one, but I'll figure out the rest later, you know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody's, like, liking, I got, like, 80-something likes on it, I guess, so far, and people are like, congratulations, and I'm like, wow, okay, I guess, like, to me, it's not anything necessarily big but it's like i'm moving to the next step and i'm gonna be making more money well and i think that is big because i think whenever you leave one thing to go on to the next is a big step because it's like yeah even some sense of comfort you know when you work right. at a job for a certain amount of time you have that comfort in knowing that okay this is the, the building i go to these are the people i'm gonna see wherever mm-hmm, the case may be mm-hmm. so when you do leave it's like it's a big step in the right direction well we can only pray that it's the right direction for anyone right. that decides to leave where they are currently so i think it's a huge step i think it's awesome i think think it's it's a win and you should celebrate that absolutely i'm excited to be making more money 
<laughs> I'm gonna be working a hell of a lot more, but I'm excited about that too. That's I like what working. happens, you know. I love Get work. Your Get I ain't gonna lie. I love working because I like You're money. Good. I like money, honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do not care. Put a put a couple doubles on there. You need me to work that. You need somebody to work a double. Put me on. Put me on. You are that check gonna be looking beautiful. Anyway, are how good, are you, sis? Um, you know, I've had a week. Not gonna lie, I've had a very mm-hmm. you, long mm, week, and it's only y'all, it's only Tuesday that we're recording. But <laughs> ooh, <laughs> the week started, and it was just like long. You know, I I don't really have anything great to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm alive. I'm well. I am very thankful for my health and thankful for the people in my life that I can call and be like, let me complain real quick and dump mm-hmm. on you real quick. Do you have the capacity? Because I got I to gotta go off. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very thankful for that. I will mm-hmm. say that I did have a good weekend, um, mm-hmm. you know, just with the events that I was able to, you know, manage and things like that. That was really awesome. So some good and bad, but... Other than that, it's been a week, so. Well, I want to let you know what I think you've done so well this week so far. <laughs> okay. Um, Because, sis, you have handled these clear people, okay? Oh! These clear people have been ah! out of control this week. They've been very much Karen, very much Connor, very much <laughs> Hunter. You know what I mean? Giving us that type of energy. And, you know... Jasmine, you know, you just handle it so well. Like, of course you call me and you're like, bitch, I want to kill all these people. And I'm like, girl, I understand. I'm going to listen. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when you respond, it's like, okay, per the previous email, blah, blah, blah. It's right. like very per much together. Very, and they have nothing more Did to say. Then here? they're like, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I could have done this better. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, Absolutely. I said that a long time you ago, Jim. You know, mm-hmm. I just, um, our good sis, Michelle Obama, once said, when they go low, you go high. Nah. And um, I'm, I'm trying to go high, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you right now that I'm trying. Okay, the word you try. Know, I told you earlier today, Whew. you said when they go low, I go high. I said, no, girl, when they go low, we dig a ditch, bitch. Let's we go. We dig a ditch, okay? What? Like, what? They don't but go high. high. Mm. That's ridiculous. I'm, I'm fucked up. You know, it makes you stronger, though. I feel like it's definitely. It absolutely does. It it's definitely preparing me you know, for something bigger. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, I manifest that. I touch that. I, I see it. So Claim I'm just going to let yours. it continue it's to yours. to build it's me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But let's get into this episode, okay? Because we didn't talk. Okay, yeah. We didn't talk enough. too long. Enough about our business. We got some good things to discuss this week. Girls, so did you see the uh the angry white woman? What's that? What's the lady <laughs> name? Um Ali uh, Aria Arena <laughs> mm-hmm. Sabalenka. I think I might be saying that right. Hopefully yeah. so. But she's a tennis player and uh she's playing in the Australian Open against Serena. And if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it, I highly suggest you go look it up because it's very is great match. So fulfilling. Like it's so fulfilling to see, you yes. know, it feeds your spirit in a way. Because for so long, well for me, I grew up playing tennis, so I watched Serena very closely. And I would see how the media would portray her, first of all, as manly. Second of all, as this angry black woman. Every time she would show any sort of emotion aggressive yeah aggressive Mm -hmm. difficult like all those different terms that they used to describe us and um she never she 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 held it with so much grace i don't think there was there have been very few times where serena has really set people straight 
about right. like you know and it's be- definitely been in recent years which i completely understand because now she has a daughter and you're not finna punk me in front of my daughter bitch. right like, what exactly you know what i mean so you yeah. gotta say something and then also she's been in the game 25 fucking years oh my god like the majority of her life she's been playing professional tennis so at this point who can hurt her? She doesn't care what the media says about her because she has 23 grand slams. Well, and I think because she's grown up in the sport, right? So right. she's played it for 25 years. Obviously, this this thick skin that she has now, she didn't have that she built you know, it back up. then. Right, right, right. So she's had to build that over time. And I admire mm-hmm. that because Lord knows there are times where you just want to pop off. And I think, too, like oh in her goodness, matches... Yes. It's crazy even the language between how they speak about this Sabalanka girl versus Serena Williams. Yeah. And they say, like, hers oh, was, was passion versus aggression. She's so passionate. She was emotional. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, something like, things like, She's word. It's so, it's so insane to me no, how they. the bitch is aggressive. She just slammed her racket on the ground. And y'all created all types mm-hmm. of caricatures for my girl, making, looking her, yep. making her look like a goddamn chimpanzee yeah. in this bitch. And she just had to take it on the chin and be like well i'm still more paid than all of your bitches so yeah well. you know and make you got and make y'all regret talking about her the way that y'all had well, throughout time and she but has I to just... take it on the chin and 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 in person right like in right. front of everyone like i guarantee you to be a fly on her wall when she's talking to her husband and she's going oh. off it's probably <laughs> so deep i think to myself when i go off yeah. about situations in my own home and how mm-hmm. safe i feel in that environment mm-hmm. versus what i have to like you know go outside and speak of, about situations people, right? yes and be in front of people and let them know like okay let me be calm cool and collective because right. i don't want to show them this side or that side i bet to be a fly on the wall is like Girl. i bet the conversations they have whoo i bet she goes off with her dad, I bet, I bet she, she talks to her dad, off. her sister. Like you already everybody, know, everybody. Yeah. And you know, I know for a fact that she talks to her sister because her sister has been in this okay. same shit for just as long exactly. as she has. And they're and very then also close. her dad. They're very close. And also her dad. Growing up, their dad was their spokesperson. Obviously, he was their coach and everything yep. for a very long time. But when I'm sure y'all saw clips of the interview with her when she was a young girl, and the reporter was trying to like coerce her into like like dimming her light essentially and her dad was like why are you doing this to her like Mm -hmm. instead of it was literally like nope interview over like interview over cussing and made out he's done with it but she grew up seeing her dad stand up for her in that way and advocate for her in that way and advocate for her in that way so i'm very certain that she has these conversations with him as well Oh, yeah. Um, and I think now, for sure, it's something that she laughs at. And they have, like, of course, conversations about. But I'm pretty sure at this point, as opposed to it being something that stressed her out so bad because a lot of the public opinion was weighing on her, I feel like now because mm-hmm. she's been in it so long, it's not necessarily that she's untouchable. But it's more so, like, who gives a fuck what y'all think? Like, yeah. Let's go to my trophy And room. even if she I'll does care about it, it's like... Trophy room? like yeah, if she does care about oh it, it's like in the comforts of her own home and she can cry or be upset or yell and do those things in the privacy of her home and then move on from it. Because it's like what right. you guys are not going to do is get me out of character to the point where, you know, now there's even more articles about me being that aggressive black woman or being right. that temperamental or whatever the case may be, you know. But I think right. that's um really and truly, I think Serena, the representation that she shows in the sports and how like. 
really like when you're younger and you see someone like that who's grown up through the mm-hmm. sport and things like that you admire that look at Naomi she's like that's her idol you know someone right. that she's watched grow up and watched play the sport and kind of just be a part of that lifestyle it's just a mm-hmm. different level that she's on that right. to most is is untouchable it's like I will never get to that level, but I respect her game and I respect the way that she carries herself. Absolutely. So no one does it better. <laughs> but you know, I think too, like when we sit here and talk about Serena Williams and just the terminologies, the difference terminology they use um, between describing, you know, her versus her opponent, I just think to myself how that happens in everyday life. And mm-hmm. It's not just within the game of sports, you know, it's not just within yeah. local government or within um, chiropractic. It's not just within the medical field. It's, you know, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that I know for a fact that I cannot care. I had to carry myself in a certain way because if I don't, I'm going to get way more scrutinized than any of my other counterparts Absolutely. who are not of color because I am black, you right. know, and there are, there are already stigmas that they're going to put on you without you even from a from a young age you could have the same passion at seven years old and they're gonna be like "Ooh, she's a little aggressive she's a little mm-hmm. bit too much you know she comes off a little bit boisterful she doesn't she's come out a little bit cocky when it's like no she's mm-hmm. confident in her skills mm-hmm. why would you dim that i think having that advocate for yourself and not everyone has that either let's make note about that some right. people's parents are the ones that are also putting them down some people's mm-hmm. friends are also putting them down it's mm-hmm. so many different there's so many different factors that play into that when you get mm-hmm. older, you know, and they could honestly make or break you, in my opinion. But I mean, yeah. you tell me what your thoughts are. I completely agree with you, girl. You ain't never told a lie. OK, <laughs> so right. I feel that, like you said, representation matters. But I feel that um, that conversation that lets us know that we're never going to be considered equals in the same room when it Mm -hmm. comes to being in the room with the clears you know what I mean that is a conversation that's had I think in every black household if not I would hope to god somebody talks to the kids about it Mm because you need to know you can't I think that you are being done a grotesque disservice um, to your children if you don't sit them down and explain to them how the world is going to be for them even if say you're a clear person who has black kids you know what I mean you need to expose them to that environment not necessarily mm-hmm. like you need to have that conversation but you need to expose them to someone so they can have that mentorship and that conversation can be had with them because the world that you live in and the world that they exist in are two completely different things it's 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 unreal the experience and the obliviousness that they have to the experience that we go through every day Mm -hmm. and it's so funny because I was watching this video and uh I think it might have been on TikTok or something but they were having a video a conversation about race and um they one person of course was saying like um black people can be racist because they want to have black only spaces and this and that and um, old girl was telling him, you know, in order to be racist, you have to have power in order to oppress someone else. And we do not. So, you know, and then someone else right. was saying, well, if I say white culture, is that being racist? Blah, blah, blah. But um, this other white guy actually spoke up. I think it was a white guy. It was another white person speaking to them. And I was really grateful um, that the black person didn't have to check them for that. And he was like absolutely it's it's racist absolutely because black people connect 
based on shared experiences. They can have had same or similar experiences and been on completely opposite sides of the globe or the country. Right. And never met each other and they can come together on a certain experience. That's what makes culture. We don't have that. And they were like, oh, damn. And then that kind of cut the end of the video. But I think uh -huh. that that speaks volumes. You know what I mean? We have that same shared experience. And without someone sitting there to let you know, this is how it's going to be. And this is how to navigate that. What are you to do? Right. I guess those are the Republicans, right? Those are the black Republicans whose edges look crusty <laughs> and they don't have um, the friends to tell them the truth, child. I don't know. Well, I don't, I think too, like, to go back to your point about, you know, um, you're doing your child a disservice by not sitting them down and speaking about things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it goes back to the point where, you know, that to me is a luxury to some point, to some extent. Because okay. there are some parents out there that are not going to speak to you about that kind of stuff because they're not, I don't want to say they're not woke because that's not the case. But like, like privy you just, to it. Well, I don't want to say they're not privy to it, but it may just be that they simply do not concern themselves with that type of language or that type of conversation you know or maybe they're just not as like in it and they don't they can't see you in it I don't I don't really know how to describe it but mm -hmm. I think to myself that it's really important that's why it's really important I don't want to say mentorship only but um you have people in your in your circle that you know their families bring you in like their their family and they talk to you it's not just about mm -hmm. it's not just I feel like we kind of put it on the parents, but there's some parents that are just not good at parenting. Let's be honest. They just, that's yeah. not their forte. They don't know how to, they don't know how. And, you know, your, your best friend's mom may be someone that you consider your mom because she's treated you like her own child since the day that you guys mm -hmm. met. You know, and she's the one that talked to, talked to you about the birds and the bees. She's the one that talked to you about being a black woman in America. She's the one that talked to you about being, a, or he's the one, you know, saying how to be a black man in America. There's so many mm -hmm. different as, at, like avenues of that, right? right. Um, but I think you made a really good point about having shared, experience, shared experiences across the globe. I know that I could go and meet someone tomorrow, you know, and talk, have different conversations and be like, dang girl, you went through that same thing? Like, I know mm -hmm. that for a fact. I've done it. I I do it now. And it's like, it's like an unspoken, like, feeling right right there's a lot of things within our culture that's kind of like unspoken where it's like you know as a black woman I wasn't told hey you know you have to work 10 times harder right to get to where you want to get I just you grew weren't. up and saw I know that I have to work 10 times harder to get to where I want to get I just know I know how the world works okay. I didn't sit down and say like okay let's have this conversation but you like you look up you look around you notice things you become aware and you're like oh I can't do the same things that my counterpart of you know does because mm -hmm. we're not the same people like she can get away with a lot more things than I can get away with because she's a white woman mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. the way of the world and no it's not a it's not a hey this is a conversation that we can have it's more of observations that you learn over time and it's just different in different households obviously but I just think there's something about some things that are just kind of unspoken that you just pick up on or you just learn from being aware of your surroundings absolutely but I think that where you are completely determines your experience as well. And I think that's something that we should get into because we both grew up in Metro Atlanta, but you grew up in a completely opposite completely environment from what I grew up <laughs> in. So yep. like everything that you're saying, it makes sense to me, but it's literally not connecting because I'm like, 
oh wow people live that wasn't like your people experience that, yeah it wasn't my experience so i want you to talk about it because i'm sure i'm not the only person that's been like you know yeah. and then i'll talk about mine as well so you can go well first, you know i'm from metro atlanta north georgia area like you know mm-hmm. gwinnett county that's where i grew up in and yes it's a very diverse county it's you know mm-hmm. and i i'm not ashamed i love where i grew up i love the friends that i create that i have um and i'm working there now and i'm very proud of that right but at the same time you know, my friend group looked different. My mm-hmm. home life was, you know, I still think that I shared cultural experiences that I would share with the black, you know, mm-hmm. with our black community. But there are also different things that I just grew up on that I didn't, I feel like I didn't learn or pick up mm-hmm. on until I got a little bit older. Right. Mm-hmm. Hence mm-hmm. me saying, having a conversation and sitting down and saying like, hey, honey, this is what this the world's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really a thing. But mm-hmm. picking up on other like on um, being aware of what my surroundings look like, hearing my parents talk and mm-hmm. just, you know, even though it wasn't like a formal conversations, you hear things in passing, you learn things over time. It's like, that's kind of how I was taught, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I, I, I value that, that teaching because it was experience mm-hmm. that I had to learn while being in it. I also, you know, think I've shared before that my mom passed away when I was younger too. So there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that like from a black woman's perspective, you're not going to get from a black man. Cause they're not, a woman they have simple a as that different experience completely right. different experience you know my dad was too busy worrying about making sure that I wasn't going past curfew rather than being <laughs> like hey the way of the world as a woman you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those are two different th- landscapes in his mind that he maybe right. at the time couldn't really like Con- conceptualize, conceptualize. boom yes. jinx you owe me a soda <laughs> exactly okay, not a soda but let's go with a smoothie I like a smoothie Ooh, okay you guys you can get you a little uh Kavo's uh smoothies oh, okay Kavo's you better get you that little smoothie, shameless smoothie juice order your Seamoth smoothies at kavosbeautybar.etsy.com if you're in the atlanta area use code uh atl delivery in all caps right but okay, i just think that like <laughs> and we're back um and we're back. but yeah i just think that like our experiences are different and it, i think that even people who grew up in atlanta atlanta is such a very big area like you know mm-hmm, there's north mm-hmm. atlanta south atlanta east west there's so many different sides of the of the metrics right and so right. it's not really realistic to say that everyone's household is going to look the same or everyone's going to grow up having the same experiences But there are very unspoken shared experiences that the black community definitely like that our culture definitely goes through growing up that I can talk about still to this day. And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm not a part of our culture or, oh, man, I grew up, you know, in a very mixed area that had way more clears than blacks. But, you know, I'm not I'm not down with the brand. Like, no, I don't feel that way Mm -hmm. because my closest friends, the people that I grew up with, the people that I've like met over time, like you, Mm -hmm. you pick up on things, you learn things. I just, but I think there is something about, like you said, being in different areas and just how different your household is and how differently you're raised, you know, like for your experience, I know you're going to speak about how your parents, every doctor that you guys saw was a black person. Beautiful. I wasn't going to say that, but wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like you we talk me. about that about all the time. It's so normal for me. Like, yeah. it's so normal for you. And for me, it's like when I ever, whenever I go and I'm looking for a, a mental health therapist, like a therapist, or I'm looking for, mm-hmm. um, you know, OBGYN or anything like that. Like, I have to specifically ask bec- that I would like a black woman um, because that's just not something that's readily available like mm-hmm. it may be in South Atlanta. You just, you know, right. it's just your areas. You never know. Right. 
yeah so my side of town um it's black as fuck honestly i had two clear friends growing up but they weren't very clear um i don't know how to describe it it's not like a white person trying to act white it's a white person that just never grew up around white people so you wouldn't even notice the difference Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure somebody has met some people like that. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's great. Like, you're you're cool as fuck. Um, so I had those two white friends, and that was my experience. The only thing I really knew was like, damn, y'all eat dinner early as hell. They would be like, we're having <laughs> supper at 3.30 or like 4. I'm like, who the fuck eats dinner that fucking early? So early. Like, you know, and in my house, granted, this is abnormal for some people. But you None know, of my white friends eating, did that, by the like, way. <laughs> we don't eat dinner before 10 o'clock. Um, y'all eat too late, though. People people would say that, but you know, it's our life. It's what we've uh-huh. done. We we ain't new to this. We true to this since the day I was born. So, you know, it's just going to be what it is. But um, yeah, so I grew up around a bunch of black people. So like Jasmine said, every doctor that I've ever had was black. If they weren't black, like my pediatrician was Dominican, but she was Afro-Latina as fuck as fuck. Like she looked like us. Um, uh-huh. every dentist I had, every whatever professional, I saw black people in various themed careers in big ass houses. I mean, you know, stuff like that. But my parents, uh, so I, you know, saw the spectrum, but then also beyond that, I also spent time with family and friends in the hood with no problem, you know, and I'll go there any day with no problem. It's fine. But, um, the thing is, I feel that when you see, when you're surrounded by black people, you don't really get an experience of what the world is like truly like, uh-huh. um, because that's not real. That's, I mean, it's real. It's real in Atlanta. That's why yeah. they call Atlanta black Mecca. It's real. And it's normal to be completely surrounded by black people and to see very few white people. And that's just your experience. Right. But, um, I made a choice to go to college to go to a PWI because of that reason. Um, I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I'm from Atlanta in high school. I was all over the place. I spent a lot of time in the colleges in the AUC area and stuff like that. And my mom was like, you're not going to school in Atlanta because you'll be too much. You'll be doing too much. So we had to go to school at least three hours away from home. So I was like, I want to go to HBCU. I want to be around my people, blah, blah. And then it wasn't a problem. But then I got to Georgia Southern and it just felt much more like it. It felt like it home had a I little there, mini HBCU in but, it. <laughs> right. So when I went to visit, I was just like, this is some bullshit. What is this? But then when I went to SOAR, that's when I was like, oh this is it this is everything and then of course when we got there i fell in love it's the best school ever you know what i mean but it feels like a mini hbcu but i also got exposed to white people i never Uh in my never in my wildest dreams would have thought that i would be around so many white people and it's like before i got to college i'm like damn they out here out here you know what i mean so um (laughs) (laughs) but so like i'm saying all this to say that there were conversations that were had in my household prior Uh to, and it wasn't a sit down or formal. I don't know if people really have real sit down or formal conversations. I'm sure they do. My parents, that's not their style. Uh They are just, um, my dad more specifically, I'm pretty sure I said it before is militant than a motherfucker. Okay. So Uh it was very like my upbringing was very black. 
Like, I'm pretty sure I knew the National Black Anthem um, before I knew the actual anthem for the nation. Like, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's just uh, there were conversations like this is how this goes. Or, like, we might see something on the news and he'll be fussing about something that happened. Right. Like, they wouldn't do this to And him. that's the same thing in my yeah. household. Right. And so it's like in passing, you know, those conversations. But yeah. And like I being me would be like that. Why are you being so passionate about this mm-hmm. shit? Like, relax. And he's like, no, you going to see that. And then that's when those conversations would build. up. Right? Yeah. So I guess if I was just like walking past and I just heard him saying it, there would never be an opportunity for him to address it or whatever. Yeah. But because I was walking past it and maybe because I caught him in the moment, like, what the fuck? What is yeah. this? So then like I so but also I naturally gravitated towards history. And like when mm-hmm. we learned about history growing up, like in school, so I went to black schools very early on. So we learned history a little differently. But then when I begged my parents to take me to public school, because I went to a black private school. So then mm-hmm. my, I begged my parents to send me to public school. They sent me to public school. It was a little different. So what they did was whatever we were learning, I would come home and then they would be like, look, this Thanksgiving shit, they lying to you about that. It wasn't cute. Like how they trying to tell you. Let me tell you the truth. This is what actually happened. Or like, yeah, that Oregon Trail game y'all play, that's cute. But let me let y'all know the truth behind this. Mm -hmm. So you actually know what's going on. So it actually sparked a curiosity in me to want to know more. So as I grew up, he would give me like books or I would watch documentaries or whatever. Mm -hmm. Obviously, your parents can give you all the information. I mean, like there's so much that we don't know. It makes me upset. It makes me angry. It's like, girl, not even a fire, like a fire hydrant. It's like... (laughs) Mm-hmm, for it's real. so much but I take it piece by piece and learn every day and learn more and more because it's something that I'm very passionate about and it's also something that I feel like um it's funny because growing up whenever I would learn stuff I'll be like why did it take y'all so long to tell me this or like if I didn't find something yeah. out until college years I'd be fussing at my parents they're like girl we didn't know either so right. I want to be able there's to there's a lot of history that we <laughs> there's a lot know. that we don't <laughs> know right so I just want to be able to be um to have that knowledge because even i know have you seen those tiktoks where it'll be like this invention was blah, oh blah. yes it was patent I love by those. I save those. actually this I is how those it was made. and i try to review them like I study card. Them. <laughs> yes yes i love watching them and then I'll i follow think it's important to know watch it obsessively yeah. yeah it's important to know but it's crazy because black like we would society would be nowhere Oh my god! Without black people, yes, we literally invented everything and everything. If you think a queer person invented that, think twice because they probably got the idea from us. I promise Uh you, everything that that you think the world like it's it's insane. Everything that you think you're like, oh, the light bulb. It's like no, nigga, he didn't invent that. He made it better. He got that from such and such. Right, and I think too, like knowing that now for me, I can only speak for myself, but I value that so much more now I think Mm -hmm. because like I'm not a history buff and I'll be very honest like I Mm -hmm. history is not my strong suit I do like learning about you know like various things but it it Mm takes dates and things take me a while to remember anyways um but I think I value I put value in that now because I have such good conversations with my dad now about certain Mm -hmm. things because Mm -hmm. I'm in my career Mm -hmm. too right so there's things that I see and I'm like daddy I need your opinion I need your thoughts like look at what's happening and then he'll give me a story about something that happened to him when he was younger and Uh it just automatically connects the dots for me and it's like oh the same stories over and over again oh my god a thousand and one times I hear the same stories that I could literally just like spew out within two seconds 
but you yeah. keep telling me the same one. And he's going to tell you from the beginning and act like he like never he told never you. Like he never said it. It's and I'm new. always that. I'm always like, oh my gosh, really? Oh yeah. Mm, oh, you okay. react? And I'd be like, oh. Yeah, like he's such that guy. Like, I he's told such you this before. I'm like, you did. My brother would be like, ma, ma, you said this already. You don't remember? Yep. You told us this yesterday. She'd be like, yes. Oh, exactly. But I think it's important. Like, I, I get mm-hmm. why. I think I get why, though, he says, he likes, I mean, and I don't know, but why he likes to say things multiple times or like the same stories because it's like we didn't these stories to him are so fresh still right like even though they happened 45 years ago or 50 years ago or 30 years ago whatever the case for him it's like who was he talking to about these stories that he could just be like oh let's have a deeper discussion about it do you see this happening do you see that happening when i was a young Mm -hmm. boy at 13 i was riding the oh girl i could spew them out it's like i Mm -hmm. already heard Mm -hmm. this but i appreciate it because one day i'm not going to hear these stories so keep telling me right and one day i like i love calling you and having and like picking his brain because to me like he's a country boy you know like Mm -hmm. he is not he's not like a suburban kid and i consider myself a little bit more of a suburban kid because that's what i mean been in the suburbs a lot of my life it's just very different exactly Mm -hmm. um and so like also like we said, we're talking about representation, you know, mm-hmm. seeing other black women in my field. It's so refreshing because it's not yeah. a lot of us in my field. Uh-huh. Seeing other black women conquer fields that make like the tech industry, you know, like uh-huh. I encourage more black women to go into the tech industry. We I have friends that are in the tech industry and it's awesome to hear them like get so geeked out about what they do because mm-hmm. it's not a lot of them in there. And so little girls can look and see like, oh, shoot, I can be that. Oh, I can be an engineer. Oh, I can be, you know, a, a doctor or whatever the case may you want to be. Like, it's just certain things mm-hmm. that if you don't see that when you're growing up, you think that you really can't do it because you don't know. Right. And I think for you, it was so beautiful that you had black doctors, black dentists, mm-hmm. black therapists, whoever the case may be, because you mm-hmm. those it wasn't foreign to you when you decided to pick your career and mm-hmm. say, this it is what I'm going to do because wasn't. I've seen it. Yeah. And that's the I think that's the beauty about um atlanta or living in black spaces um Mm -hmm. or like you know heavily black spaces because it's normalized to see it's it's normalized to see a black person driving a bentley or a Rolls Royce or a ferrari it's like oh duh of course why wouldn't he what that nigga do Mm -hmm. they hiring he like you know (laughs) it's not your first thought to think like granted okay it's atlanta so of course there are scammers but a lot of times there's there's a lot of very successful black people as well that you see driving very nice cars and have very nice homes and like you know, are very successful in their individual fields. And I think it's beautiful to see that. And that's um, something that I talk about with people for sure. When I talk about where I want my life to be and where I want to raise my uh, possible Uh children. If somebody's son acts right one day, you know what I mean? So like, I, I know for a fact that I want to raise my family in Atlanta and I want to live in Atlanta. Oh, that's lovely. I've lived other (laughs) places. I know that I want to be here For Uh me, because I feel like it would be selfish of me to rob my children of the experience that I got. Mm. Wow. Like, it would be selfish of me for you to not have this experience. Uh Because I've lived other places and I've seen where it's rare to see a black person driving a nice car or like black people live on a specific side of town. And if you got a nice apartment, all your neighbors are white. And it's not Mm. even gentrified. It's just that's how that side of town is. We don't go Uh past the train tracks. I've, you know, been a lot of those places. 
And for me, it was very crazy to me. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's normal to y'all. Y'all just gonna let that happen over here? You know what I mean? Like, y'all, you know. Out of control. Yeah. Right. It's out of their control. And so I think that being here gives you an unspoken sense of empowerment, knowing that you can do or be whatever you want to, um, regardless of your skin color. Because in other places of the world, that's a hard lesson to learn. It's something Mm -hmm. that not necessarily is ingrained in you. It's something you have to teach yourself over and over and over again. You know, especially if you're in a in a predominantly white area, you know, and you're not like, unfortunately might be experiencing a lot of racism. There are areas like that. And it may hit you where you feel like you're not actually worthy or you don't have the power that you do have. You know what I mean? So I think that, um, I just, yeah, I just feel like I would be robbing. (laughs) It really does. And I would just be robbing the fuck out of my kids of a black ass experience. And I just can't. Yeah, and I think that's beautiful. I I really do because I think that like mm-hmm. you're there are definitely areas that you're definitely right in, right? Because you've right. lived in Atlanta and you value the the cultural experience that you got while like while living right, here, right? 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 Because right. you've you've definitely lived other places. The I culture here is just deep. Myself, it ain't have not hit that point yet. Yeah. Um, I would love to live other places and experience other. But you lived in Georgia, other... right? The whole time. I've lived in Georgia my entire life. Yeah. yeah so so it's, sense. you know, yeah. it's time. It's it's definitely one of those yeah. things where eventually in the in the near future, you know, maybe the next three, four, five years, I don't know. I'll move out of the state of Georgia and experience life somewhere else. You just never know right. what that looks like. Um, right. But I do get, I do agree with you. When I moved from after college, living in downtown, you know, my, my mom's side of the family is from, um, Atlanta, like Southwest uh-huh. SWAT, the SWATs. Um, <laughs> and I enjoy always going to like visit my grams, my cousin, right. and just having that like experience with them always that right. those conversations and all that good stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved to Atlanta for those, like for those five years or whatever, it was definitely a different experience from living Very in a city different. than the suburbs yeah. and especially like north georgia compared to or in metro yeah. atlanta actually Mad compared to like smack city. dab in the middle of the city Bruh, there's, nothing like there's nothing like it there's nothing like it and i will if i ever have kids i will definitely tell them that they need to move to a city a, like an actual city atlanta mm-hmm. being number one and then you can figure mm-hmm. out where you want to go from there but the experience that you're going to get in atlanta is like unlike any other experience it's unlike the any people other. you're going to be meet. honest that's what mm-hmm. i was about to say i was just about to say something about the people i was like it's the people that really make yeah. the city the experience like there's nowhere and by the way if y'all trying to move here, we full, but we gonna still For real. keep talking about it. We full as fuck. Like traffic is nightmare. It's really disrespectful. It's a nightmare. We not and the metro system is not good, <laughs> like at all. It's not. So just stay where y'all at. <laughs> y'all come visit. But listen, yeah. the people that you meet, I've never been anywhere where I met black people and they automatically felt like my cousins. But Atlanta, like in Houston, I had a very close experience to that where I feel like, okay, cool. But Atlanta, it's something about Atlanta. They just take you in. They be like, come on, baby. Let's go. Where are you trying to go? <laughs> like, you want to some go extent, out tonight? For sure. You know, um, it's definitely, I just feel like, um, you know, it's funny because my experience when I, I haven't lived in the city, but I'm always in the city. I've worked in the city mm-hmm. for years. So when I was working at Turner Field, um that was when it was really like damn everybody here feel like my cousin everybody was like 
so friendly, so welcoming, yep. so open. Even though, like, I experienced that my whole life, it wasn't a stadium Born. full of black people just being, yeah. like, looking out for each other and kind of shit. Uh-huh. You know, it was very, very cool. And a lot of people that came to Turnerfield from out of town would say stuff like that. They were like, damn, everybody here just feels like, you know, family or this Welcoming, or open, yeah. Yeah, and I, it's the Southern hospitality. That's what it is. It really is. It really is. It really is. And then, because you know, you honestly, it, you get it in other places in the South, too. Not oh, everywhere, yeah. but not Florida. Florida's not the <laughs> South, but everywhere else. Likely. Uh, well, I ain't making no promises, maybe. but I would hope so. I would hope <laughs> that you could, like, look at another black person and y'all have, like, you know, that unspoken An, a conversation. A very good vibe. Like, hey, you see me? Yeah. I see you, too, boo. Like, I, I see Keep you, doing too, you. girl. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah, those things are necessary. No, those things are definitely, I, I totally agree with that. I think um, that's just so funny that you mentioned Florida. But um, yeah, I think about places girl, like D.C. I, <laughs> I went to D.C. for um, mm-hmm. Howard's Homecoming. Oh, yeah, and I saw DC, so much. Chocolate City, right? Oh, my gosh. Chocolate City, black excellence to the core. And uh-huh, would uh-huh. totally want to live in D.C. Like, I, I just love the atmosphere. Oh, girl. Huh? I heard there's some fine niggas in D.C. Girl. Oh, my God. They are. There definitely are. Um, I have, you know, I went that one day, so I really got to go see D.C. You should. I I would encourage everyone to go to D.C. and just be around the, well, not, you know, not now um, with everything that's happening. Not right now. (laughs) Let's get a little bit more safety protocols out there before we just start flying up to D.C. and things like that. But let's relax. Let's relax a little bit. Let's take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. (sighs) you know. Um, but yeah, so I love that. I, I think that's awesome. But I think there's a pla- there's places I feel like that you will run into people and you will automatically feel like family because of the color of your skin. Because you're going to be like, yep, I see you. You see me too. Yeah. I'm going to support yeah. you. You're going to support me. I don't know you from, you know, anything, but I see what you're doing and I admire that. And I'm, I'm not going to, you know, step on your t- step on that to, to not see you succeed or whatever. There's exactly. also people that you're going to run into that you're going to be like, wow, you're a total scammer, bro. I'm good. Bitch, I was just about to say, you know, like, you know, those black people where you like, look, and they don't give you the look back. Like y'all know, yeah. the look. you know, the look. And you know, like, especially when you in a white space and you look over to the right and you're looking at Lakinta over there and you're like, girl, can you believe? And she looking at you like, I know what she's talking about. Bitch, I will fight you in here. I'm like, okay, like, girl. I will swing. <laughs> and it will be on. a whole problem. What? And we're moving on. I will never speak to you again. Mm-hmm. If you, Like, you know when you give that black person a look, you're looking for that, like, look back, like, yeah, girl, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And they I don't think give that, it? Yeah, it's, and that happens, it's, too. It's you know? stressful. I ain't going to hold you. It's like, it's like. It's like, it's, right, it's, it's, it's on both here. ends of the spectrum. There's no, yeah, there's yeah. just. It could be on both ends. It's just no really middle ground there. But no. <laughs> um, hopefully, wherever you go, you find some people that you know you could feel like you could you feel like they're family. You know, you hopefully, find your um, that when you show up in spaces, I know for a fact sometimes when I show up in spaces, I do I, I case the room. I want to see who's here, and I want to see who Baby. like you know. I like seeing, I like showing up, showing up in spaces and seeing mm-hmm. more of us in those spaces that were maybe not right. created for us in the beginning. Right. That's a beautiful thing because there's still so many areas where um, it's gatekeep, like there's gatekeeping, right? Where it's hard for us to get in or step over those boundaries and really, you know, take that shit over. Yeah. Unfortunately, but we're getting there. We're getting there slowly, but surely. And I feel like 
the more exposure that we have to these different environments and the more representation that we have, then future Mm -hmm. generations can then fill in and take the fuck over because we are so much more powerful than Mm -hmm. society wants us to believe. But we have to understand that it's within us. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we can do it, but it's just, you know, it's going to be a fight, baby. It's going to be it's a gonna fight. It's going to be a fight every honest. day. Every, every single, single day. day. And you just want to be things. ready for Karen mm-hmm. at every turn. Yeah. Every and turn. you may have to be a little bit more tactful than you would like to be. You may want to pop Ooh. off and you cannot. Ooh. And, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Save the pop off for your friends because they're going to pipe you up every time. Girl. Simple. And that's But that. in that email. Because that's what are we here for? Per my last email. Per my last email. Have a best good day. Best wishes. Best wishes. All yes. the best. Period. All the best. Okay. That's all you need. Yeah. So. <laughs> I gotta ask you a question, girl. What's up, girl? How did you find your peace of mind this week? I put in my two weeks, bitch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but also, hold on. I really do have a word to speak on that for real. Um, Beyond putting in my two weeks, um, I'm in a position right now where I'm just like, kind of deciding where Mm -hmm. what do I want to do with my life but I have so many different options and I am excited to be in this space because for a minute I was just like what am I gonna do oh my god you know and then here here I am and God just showing up and showing out like he does each and every time but always one of the things I was gonna talk about was um like I don't know where everybody is but like job offers are at any point in life right when somebody's not offering you what you know that you deserve or what you know they're capable of giving you you know what I mean you gotta then decide for yourself it's time for me to turn this opportunity down you know right when you know that somebody's shortchanging you whether it be in relationships or friendships or a job you have to be like you know what I'm better than this I don't give a fuck what you got going on it's time for Mm -hmm. me to go you know, yes. and uh, that's that's how I found my peace of mind. I said, you know what? I am going to collect my things and I will talk to you guys later. This was cute. Um, <laughs> I have money to be made. Right. And of course, you know, um, it feels refreshing to leave things like leave places in a like good. Um, oh, yeah. With good energy, too, because they definitely don't want me to leave. And they definitely were like. Will you take this, please? Will you? And yeah. I was like, no, I'm sorry. Not doing you know, that. Well, you I'm know sorry. your worth. That's not enough. Right. It's not enough. It's cute, but it's not enough. So, you know, right. y'all, y'all, y'all pockets ain't talking right. I got to go. But yeah, so Good. that's how I found my peace of mind this week, girl. How about you? Um, I'm still finding my peace of mind. You know, um, I think. Uh, finding my peace of mind this week looks like some come to Jesus meetings with, um, with my planner and really Mm. just organizing my thoughts, organizing, Mm -hmm. um, my calendar and not Mm -hmm. stacking my load. I, you know, the past couple of days I haven't had meetings and then I Mm -hmm. looked at the rest of my calendar for the week and I stacked meetings back to back all day tomorrow, Mm -hmm. like ridiculous. So just really having that sit down with myself and saying, girl, you know what you're capable of. You know your capacity. You do not have to reach that every single week. Like, give every yourself week? every week. It's girl, not. It's not. Relax. It's not okay. Relax. This is Die a this is a what, long girl. game that you're playing here. Okay, not a short right. game, a long game. So, right. If you're out there stack stacking all your stuff too, and you're kind of like me, where you like to to load up on everything, carb load pretty much, 
it's okay to just take some things off your plate, you know, maybe figure out what your priorities are and focus on those. And then Mm -hmm. what needs to be done later that can be done later, do that later. So that's, that's that's where I'm at with it, girl. And that's that on that poo. You got any (laughs) church announcements this week, girl? Mm, No, just, nope, I do not. I thought I did, but I don't. Do you? (laughs) I do not. I will next week. But make sure y'all tune in next week. We should have a really exciting episode for you guys to listen to. For sure. I'm really excited for that one. Mm. For sure. Okay, guys, it's been great. We love y'all. Uh, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm going to go grab something to eat and go to sleep, girl. Before you head on out and before you turn us off, make sure you continue to follow us on our journey on Instagram and Twitter at becomingshe underscore. If you guys have any thoughts, questions, or just want to give us some feedback and, you know, send some advice letters because we are open to giving those, email us at becomingshelive at gmail.com. And I think we good. Peace. Uh-huh.